0: This, this, this
1: is Fight disciples.
0: Welcome to podcast episode 240. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated uh, to the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, you can subscribe to this nonsense uh, via iTunes. Fight disciples. You can also uh, get all Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com, and we're all over social media at uh, Fight Disciples. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, YouTube. Lots going on uh, on there. Now, this show, I've no doubt... I'm starting the show, actually, in a decent mood. But by the end of the programme, I've no doubt that my mood will wane a little. Uh, mainly because uh, my colleague, who is, you know, winning awards with me, being nominated for Radio Oscars with me, has decided uh, to show... Uh, how he values our friendship and our our relationship and where we're at at this moment in time with his actions this week. Everybody knows what I did for him last week regarding the Vassil Lomachenko situation. Uh, But this week, he's shown his true colours. It's all me, me, me with Nick Pete. That's what it is. Me, me, me. me. (laughs) When the calls come in, he answers the phone calls and then he thinks to himself, I'll book a flight, I'll get myself out to Vegas and then I'll tell Adam I'm out there. That's what I'll do. (laughs) Yes, Nick is going to UFC 229 this week. Uh, You fly.
1: We're recording this on a Monday. You fly tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning. Yep. Should be in Vegas by lunchtime. Great. Um, So, I'm all right at this
0: moment in time. I'm in a decent mood now. But by the time I get to speak, obviously, about everything that's coming up this week, and I've no doubt when he starts sending shit back on our social media... Uh, that's that's when I'll probably get
1: a little bit vexed and yeah. a little bit riled. Well, hopefully I'm going to be on Dan's full reptile radio show oh, right in the yeah, week as well. Yeah, you, so yeah you you'll get to out, edit
0: it. You go and hang out. With, oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you get to produce the show. See what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> exec producer. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll send all the videos and all the audio back so you can listen to it before anybody else. <laughs> you what. It's yeah. an exciting fight week, man. It's, it, it, listen, there's no fight week like Conor McGregor fight week, and we'll speak about that in a minute. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, obviously, with what happened in mixed martial arts land uh, over the weekend. Now, Bellator 2 zero Is that where we're starting, is it? Of course it, that's where we're starting, yeah. We um, Last week on the show, you will remember that we were going crazy saying, oh, we're going to have to find a dodgy stream, how are we going to watch this? It's absolutely ridiculous that there is no television deal uh, placed here in the UK for us to... UK Mixed Martial Arts fan, to enjoy this fantastic card. It's the greatest Bellator card of all time. Obviously, you've got Musasi against McDonald's. You've got Rampage against Vanderlei. Aaron Pico's on the show. We can't wait for it. So we rant about that, and we drop our podcast on Tuesday. Wednesday, Scott Coker decides to, uh, after having listened to the Fight Disciples, he goes, I need to get my shit in gear and sort this out. Channel 5, any chance you can put this on? Of course you can. No problem whatsoever. So, Channel 5, 3 o'clock in the morning. I see it on my planner and I think to myself, winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? This is tremendous. Press record. So, I'm, you know, I've had an exit couple of days with all the boxing and what have you,
1: in Jedi. I did the same thing, I thought... That's a Sunday morning cocoa pop's oh, job. Cannot wait beautiful. up before the kids. Right there, you go, man. So I hit the record button. Three o'clock. I see that the
0: program is only three till five. I thought mm, that's not going to be a problem, is it?
1: I don't know. I seen that because I, I seen it was a six fight card. I was like, oh, two hours for six fights. Mm. It seems an hour short to me, though. Okay,
0: but, but anyway, all right. We'll let it ride. We'll yeah. let it ride. So I hit my record. Right now, luckily, I've got young people in my house who keep me up all night. And my daughter had decided, randomly, to um, to wake me up at around about half past five, quarter to six that morning. And I couldn't get back to sleep, so I thought, fuck it, I'll go downstairs and watch this Bellator now, right? So as I've gone downstairs, I've noticed that it's still on. But the recording had stopped, because on my planner, yep. it, it was three till five. Mm-hmm. So it cut off at five o'clock. So as Douglas Lima was just about to uh, whack on a, a rear naked choke... Yep. The, uh, the broadcast finished, and I've no doubt that if you are uh, a fight disciple... Well, like in the
1: I UK... caught it on the Sunday, the exact moment was when they just announced Quinton Jackson and Vandalay in the ring together, and it just went, dead. There you go. So that you got your
0: two hours, job done, right? So I, I rocks in, uh, in the early hours of Sunday morning. Luckily, I've just seen Quinton Jackson... Put on a, a fantastic second round display and yeah, land
1: that. So you actually seen
0: that? I saw I that. For, oh, I couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't get enough of it. And I thought to myself, this is mega. Right, I'll go and get me Coca Pops now. I'll come back and sit here because I've the little little girls fast asleep on the on the sofa. Little lads upstairs. I'm going to get away with this one. This is fantastic. So I sits down, kicks off, puts my feet up. Switches the, switches the sound up a little bit. Goldie's building us up, in it. He? He's giving it the biggin'. Here we go. It's the middleweight championship of the world. Let's pass over to the ring walks. I'm Peppa Pig. What? This is my little brother, George. This is <laughs> Mummy Pig. And this is that Daddy is a way Pig. Baby's awake again now. <laughs> Pig. <laughs> Two-year-olds wide awake thinking it's bloody party time. What's going on here, Hey, eh? Where's the fight gone? Where's the fight? She's like going, oh, Daddy, Peppa. Peppa. No, no, Peppa, go back to sleep. <laughs> I must have pressed the button. Something must have happened. Something's gone wrong. Gets on social media. Everybody's going nuts.
1: Yeah, everybody's on it straight away. I've
0: stayed up all night to watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, Off-com rules in the UK state that television programmes... Um, certified 15 or above, cannot be broadcast after the hours of 6 a.m. And as Nick rightfully pointed out, this card went on... A
1: six-fight main card. And on... So fucking stupid.
0: But the thing is, it wasn't the fight. The fight, there was finishes in the fights. Pico put on a great performance. There was a fight. Obviously, it went five rounds in the Lima Douglas fight. Lima, yeah. But there was a finish in there. Obviously, Rampage that t- t- took care of vandalay in
1: two rounds. But still, you're looking, at, you're looking at half an hour of fight. That's like... You can set your watch with the MMA. It's almost it's pretty much half an hour of fight. Right, a bit longer for the five yeah, rounder, but, obviously. Yeah, but
0: all the bollocks that went between it. Don't get me wrong. It's the zone, and they're making a nice production and a nice TV show and all this type of you stuff. I think I don't know. I it watched was,
1: it. It was too much. So what? So what happened? So my story. I come down in the morning kids i'm down just before the kids fucking here we go bang and i'm like my phone i have even looked at it i'm staying away from everything i don't want to spoil it i want to watch the main card like i'm watching it live so i'm sitting in i'm watching the first couple of fights and i'm like you know fast forward in the middle bits and then the kids come down i set them up with a couple of ipads so they're in the other room sort of. So jane's top, giving them top a seat. you know what i mean
0: exactly ben-
1: parenting. exactly yeah so then jane floats in as they between fights, so it's Josh Thompson, Charles Sonnen, and Jay Glazer chatting away. And Jane just immediately burst out laughing, pissing herself, going, Who the fuck are these three? Which doesn't swear. Who are these three clowns? What is this? This is this is not UFC. I said, No, no, this is this is Bellator, this is like a, a rung below UFC. And she was like, These three are a joke? Look at the state of these three, and she was like, none of them can move the necks, and they're all just like do you stop? Yeah, they were, weren't they? Were. Floating around. Jay Glazer is just like an absolute caricature of an American douchebag. Chael Sonnen's just playing the part of Chael Sonnen, just being a weirdo. It was just. It was when she said that. I kind of looked at it and thought, what the fuck am I watching? This is mental. So anyway, I'm like, right, okay. I'm just gonna fast forward to the fights. Adam Pico, amazing. The welterweight. Uh, grand Prix opener cool Douglas Lima great finish and I was like okay here we go this is why why I've tuned in now I want to see Vanderlei and Rampage even though I always say legends matches are no good because I'm like you know it's part of an era which made me fall in love with MMA so I want to see what's going to happen they both come out obviously Vanderlei looks like someone's fucking granddad these days I love him to bits but he looks like someone's granddad and I'm like here we go but because I've been forwarding it obviously the timer is. I can see the timer on the bottom of the telly and I'm thinking this is going to end here. This is going to... And it literally went off, as they said, come in to, to touch gloves or whatever. No. It literally, before the first punch was thrown, Vanderlei wow. versus, uh, versus Rampage. So I missed all that. So I was straight on social media and then obviously I see everyone was talking about Pepper Pig and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And Big John McCarthy, sorry, you know, I know he was a pioneer, absolute legend of the sport. He was in there at UFC 1. But man, you're a referee and you're a brilliant referee, stick to refereeing because big juiced up John McCarthy doing interviews post-fight is just shocking. It's not the one. Goldie doing interviews in back the in the dressing room, room with Freddie Roach. I'm like, oh, man. It's like, Goldie, UFC reject. Big John, UFC founder. Chael, UFC rampage. Musasi, you know, McDon- it, 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 it needs freshening up. It does, it feels like... The UFC reject show. That's what it feels like. It's like everyone that the UFC don't want to do business with anymore have landed on Bellator. And the crazy thing is they've got people like Adam Pico and Douglas Lieber and Koreshkov and people like that who are fucking really good fighters that you're like, Mm -hmm. Adam Pico... Aaron Pico could be the biggest prospect in world MMA, yes. full stop Yeah. he looks fucking sensational good thing, he gets tagged as well, but he looks sensational, he's an absolute finisher mm. I'm so excited about him, I'd love to see him fight an actual featherweight, that guy was a blown up bantamweight world title challenger again, it's got that whole Michael Vellum Page thing about it, how good is Aaron Pico, we don't know until we see him fight a fucking proper featherweight, but still there's, there's, there's bits of that card where you're like, Bellator are going to do something and then they go back to fucking you know, Goldie or Glazer or one of these absolute mad MMA, juiced up bygone era dinosaurs. And you're like, what are we doing? Mm. It felt like a UFC card from 20 years ago. That's what it felt like watching yeah, it, production-wise. Yeah.
0: yeah, production-wise as well. Like, the the whole ring war thing. Yeah. It's just a little bit cheesy. Yeah. There's no need for it to be cheesy. No. Basically, just do what the UFC do. Yeah. Just do the exact same thing. And, you know, anyway... Regardless. I I eventually,
1: got, I eventually got to watch
0: the main event. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, thankfully, Channel 5 did see the errors of their ways, and they stuck it on the planner, so I managed to watch
1: it. Oh, right. Fuck, I didn't even know. I'm going to have to watch it when I get in. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I wanted time. to come in the studio and go, I haven't seen it. Have you not? <laughs> I literally, no. I was at I was at Channel 5's bequest. I haven't seen Rampage versus Vandalay yet, and I haven't seen Musasi. versus Oh, well, let movie. me tell you it. all about it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I know what happens, obviously, but I haven't yeah. seen either, so I'll watch them when I get in later, but... It is what it is. At well, least it was a good it. episode of Peppa Pig. Right, go with tr- to the playground. I yeah. love that one. Well, well I expect... Uh,
0: do you know something? She needs to work on a ground game. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. She's good <laughs> yeah. in the stand-up, but when George goes to, goes for the legs, he's he's the main boy.
1: I'd seen uh, Ariel Halwani announcing his show tonight and uh, Monday night, and it was like... Is Peppa Pig on it? No, it was like... <laughs> ch- um, Connors on it, Khabib's on it, you know, Adam Pico's on it. The lineup is, you know, it's a stellar lineup as you'd expect for an ESPN product, uh, and obviously the, the way the way uh, he's built his shows over the years. But I just seen, I think it was Layla Layla Lee who does the presenting for UFC Connected. She commented just putting what no Pepper Pig, and I was like, that's fucking genius because that's Pepper Pig that the took it out of the park. Obviously,
0: yeah, Pepper Pig should be on that show. Uh, she's on ours.
1: That's <laughs> <why>. <laughs> just played it
0: out regarding the main event. I was I was pumped for it, right? Middleweight championship of the world. You know what I feel about Musasi. I think he should still be in the UFC competing with the likes of Bobby Knuckles, right? Yeah. But he's not. He's in the he's in Bellator and he's their champ and he's the bollocks, right? He's fucking brilliant. And the moment the cage door shut, I thought McDonald's out his depth here. Yep. The size difference was really evident.
1: Yep. We're talking about a geezer that's a, a welterweight. He looked a bit fleshy, actually. Well, he had to be, because he's got to mm. get up to... It's £15. Pound. Yeah. It's, it's not like boxing, where you can just skip up a couple of pounds. £15 pound yeah. between these weight divisions. Yeah. It's fucking over a stone. Mm. And he, he just looked... I mean, we're talking about Rory McDonald, who's, who's elite. Yeah. So Rory probably walked in that ring, what, 190 tops? Yeah. And 192. Absolute tops, 192. Whereas Musashi's probably over £200. Pound.
0: Yeah. And he got bullied. He got absolutely. Of bullied. He, did. he got bullied to the. He's just too big, too strong. I mean, he's. Did his nose break again? He gave it a good crack. I don't know if it's broke, buddy. There was a lot it of bleeding. Yeah, there was a lot. It's of, fucked. His nose is fucked. It's always been fucked. There was a guy. lot of claret on the ground. So basically, what happened? First round, very tentative. Masasi took it quite comfortably. Second, he shot. He went for a shoot. Did uh, McDonnell, overshot? Got caught in the fucking uh, the glasps of uh, Masasi. Full mounted him and just beat the fucking living daylights out yep. of him. And he, he he mounted him really easy.
1: Yeah. Just because of the size difference. He was just too big for him. See, Rory's nose has shot to bits, and this is the problem. You know, he can only keep going back to, he can only keep fighting for so long. And that's why this this fight just made no sense to me. Well, like, it's daring to be great, in it? He's the welterweight yeah. champion. Let's have a go at see if I can be the middleweight champion. Musassi's no joke. No Musassi's legit. When, when Rory first came in and was like, I'm going to be the middleweight champion and the welterweight champion, it was cool at the time. But then Musashi Musasi signed and Mousassi became the champion. Mousassi's no fucking joke. Musasi might be the best middleweight on the planet. Unfortunately, we'll never know because he couldn't sort out his contract with the UFC. But he could well be. Yeah. Musasi's fucking brilliant. He'd finally emerged the true Gagard Musasi had finally come to play. Mm. And then he left the UFC. So we just, we're just never going to know. But it was always going to be a massive step up for Rory McDonald. And his nose is fucked. You know, once he gets tagged on that nose, that's it. Forget about breathing now. Mm. Forget about comfortable. And you know what? If his nose is gone again, and I'm hearing it has, I, I haven't seen the fight yet, but I I've yeah, read something it, about listen, it saying his nose is it, fucked. It was a he's out. He's out the weight Grand Prix then. He's out. He ain't gonna be able to compete in that tournament because you're probably looking at at least another six months out the ring.
0: Mm. Regarding, we'll come to the World Weight tournament in a minute because I'm excited about it still. But regarding Masasi, I just fear that there isn't any real competition
1: for him there. No.
0: Like were right there isn't? They were talking about L- uh, Machida Mashida yeah. being next up. If he comes through his fight and Mashida wins, Mashida fights in
1: Hawaii, doesn't he, in a few
0: weeks. Yeah, fighting Musashi for the for the championship belt. I just think to myself, Gegard, whenever when this finishes, when I don't know how many fight deal you've signed with Bellator, but when it finishes, get on to the boys at the UFC because you're too good. You need proper competition. People like Bobby Knuckles need that's who you need to be in the in the
1: octagon with Matt. Yeah, I completely agree. Of course I agree. And uh, it is a shame. But he's a flagship signing for the of for Bellator he is. now. He's the flagship champion. But, but, but
0: nobody it, wants it to see him just beat guys that it's easily going to beat up. They want to see him in proper fights. That's what they want to see him
1: yeah. in. Yeah, there is no middleweight division. Hence the reason why Ronnie McDonald's just got a shot at the title so quickly. that Bellator don't have a, a decent middleweight division. So Musashi will reign there as long as he likes. Would we love? It? Of course, we want to see him go back to the UFC. Of course, we want to see him fight fight Bobby Knuckles for the belt, or whoever's got the belt at the time. But mm. right now, you can never call Musasi the best middleweight on the planet because he's not in he's not in with the top echelon of middleweights right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the timing actually could be quite good for this because, as we
0: saw in the UFC, there's a bit of a debate regarding. Uh, Extra belts. Extra belts from 155 to 165 to 175. That's what they're talking at this moment in time. Now, obviously, Nate Diaz and uh, Dustin Poirier put out on their social medias. Right, boys, we'll see you in New York because that's what we're fighting for. And then Dana shit his pants and said, no, that's not happening. I don't know why. Especially, they are absolutely desperate for a main event for that card. They haven't got one. They haven't got a main event for that card. All the champions are either injured or taken with other fights. This is the perfect time to introduce the 165 pound belt and it's the perfect two dudes to introduce it with I don't get why they don't just go right boys let's go
1: yeah, of course. It makes sense. And, you know, because Connor goes straight in, all being well this weekend, Connor goes straight in to fight the winner, you know, and, and gets to become the only three-weight world champion in UFC history, which would be fucking absolutely amazing. Again, generates massive headlines, massive pay-per-views. There's your next fight for Connor, Because Connor comes through Khabib this weekend. Where does he go next? Hmm. Does he defend the belt against Nate Diaz or... Nah. Poitier winner does he fend against if, if Tony Ferguson wins this weekend does he fend against Tony Fair there, there's no big draw there Nate Diaz three is a big draw if Nate can win 165 but regardless of if it's Dustin Poirier, it's the fact that Conor can become the first ever three weight UFC champion that's what makes it massive why, why, is, it pissing, why is he pissing about there? why is it? Why they don't just do it I mentioned uh, when I interviewed Dana in Dallas uh, around the Darren Till fight I had a one-to-one with him backstage and I said to him there's loads of talk about 165 170 moving to 175 so I've got that 10-pound differential instead between the weights in around the most busiest weight classes in the Western world in terms of a men's size and frame. And he went, well, whoever's saying that, it was actually me, but he was like, whoever's saying (laughs) that hasn't got a fucking clue, I'm telling you now, I'm not talking about it, so it's definitely not going to happen. Which sometimes with Danny, you think, well, that's definitely happening then because that's what he does. But the, the big thing this week already, I think it was released yesterday, is Conor McGregor's done an interview with the Mac Life and he says, yes, it should be for the 165 pound belt. Yes, MMA does need more weight divisions and Conor's threw his weight behind it. So it, that's a massive thing because Conor's got big balls in this world and we all live in Conor's world when it comes to MMA. And if Conor runs through Khabib at the weekend, and we'll come on to that shortly, if Conor beats Khabib in Vegas on Saturday night and gets on that mic and goes, right, make that fucker 165 and I'll have the winner do not be surprised if it happened because that's what it potentially needs mm. someone like Connor to go yeah and I get why Connor wants it he's like I want to be a fucking three weight champ put the 165 in let's do it because mm. then GSP becomes a viable option as well mm. um,
0: 11 sports let's quickly touch upon that even though we've kind of covered it all from uh,
1: weeks ago, well, months, months ago, ago.
0: <laughs> in uh, back in the June, July, we told you that uh, BT were going to be losing the UFC and it would be going to Eleven Sports, a streaming service. All the price points have come out now. I think it's come five, out about five ninety nine, isn't it? 60 quid a year, something like that, in it for the streaming point. However, doesn't matter. It doesn't Nobody matter. It. Everybody chill, right? We told you about this in July. Their plans, Eleven Sports, are to have a platform either on your Skybox or on your Virgin Box, or both. Or both. They are currently trying to negotiate that at this moment in time. So, therefore, if you've got a Sky or a Virgin package, uh, the UFC will hopefully come as part of that package. Yes, you will have to pay extra for certain pay-per-views. We said this months and months and months ago. But those certain pay-per-views will be either a Conor uh, McGregor fight or if Darren Till ends up becoming a world champion, maybe a Darren Till fight for those fight fans here in the UK. The big, big stuff. Two or three maximum a year. But the majority of the named brand events what our pay-per-view in the States will still be free-to-air on your platform here in the UK and that's where we're at this moment in time but you're
1: getting a bit of jip aren't you? Getting a bit of jip online because people are like fucking now you said it was going to be on my Sky plan, and now I've got to pay five dollars I'm like chill the fuck out man yeah, You ain't got to do anything till January Exactly UFC doesn't go live on 11 till January so if we get to fucking January and it's still not available on your Sky, your Virgin package, then
0: and there's a possibility, I got it wrong and I'll apologise. Yeah, but the thing is... But there's a long way to go till we get there. TV and TV deals do take a long time, and there's a possibility that it might not be there at January.
1: Yeah. It will be there at some point. Of course. It will be there at some point. So we'll see. Just everyone chill your boots. You know where we're standing. You know what we've said. Come January, you'll be sorted. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> or you have my permission to give him shit. <laughs> Uh, UFC
0: 232, just want to quickly touch upon this because this is obviously the card for the back end of the year. This is the 29th of December, the big showcase, the finish off uh, the year. Uh, the UFC are currently working on uh, Johnny Bones Jones's re, uh, re-comeback, uh, his 16th it's comeback. His comeback well, his return. Yeah, well, he's, I say re-comeback. He's, he's done about six comebacks, hasn't he? I know it's not a word. I was just trying to think of a word for multiple comebacks. Re-comeback. It's his re-comeback. That's what we're going to call it. Um, and it's supposed to be what well, they're working on. Alex Gustafsson is what they're working for, right? Oh, yeah. Now, this is the current situation regarding everything in and around, light like heavyweight and heavyweight. Because, because they haven't got a man for UFC 230, that's the Madison Square Garden card, yeah. they wanted to make Alex against Joe Romero is what they wanted to make. But that would mean taking the light heavyweight belt off DC, and he wasn't willing to do that at that moment in time, didn't want to strip him because he hasn't made his full decision as to what the situation is because he's got a hand injury. Yep. So they didn't want to do it for an interim belt because that's, as we know, bullshit. So it kind of fell through at that point. The trying to work towards doing something for the back end of the year for the light heavyweight championship where Johnny Bonds Jones takes on uh, Gustafsson Gustafsson and hopefully before that fight can be made they will have signed Brock Lesnar uh, and DC for some point in January or February of next year so that's where they're at at this moment in time but it still doesn't help us for a UFC 230 main card even though we've just given you the fucking solution Nate Diaz Dustin Poirier for the 165, 165. belt yep. simple as that get it done um, a fight that you'll definitely be interested in is Chiesa versus Condit that's booked uh, for that at welterweight UFC mm-hmm. 232 you love a bit of Carlos don't you yeah
1: it used to be my favourite fighter yeah what do you mean used to be? He's so fickle. You've got to stick with him. Okay, fuck. Switch now. Is Bobby like, now. Is this,
0: is this like when Suarez used to be your favourite footballer and then he left?
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <it>. Mo, <Salah. laughs> Mo Salah.
0: Mo Salah, Mo Salah.
1: <laughs> right. We... Come on, let's talk about Vegas, for right. fuck's sake. I've put it off for long enough. We've had fucking 20. skating about. Go on. Let's talk right. about the big boys. Go on, then. The King is back, baby. This weekend, Conor McGregor missed the UFC himself. The man who has transcended the sport like no other made more money in the sport like no other. The once-in-a-lifetime athlete that is, the former featherweight and lightweight champion of the world, is back, and he's back with his big ginger balls swinging in the wind because he's back to take on the toughest fucking potential challenge out there. And that's current lightweight and undefeated Dagestani monster, do you know, Khabib do you, do you Nirmogomedov. Do you, do you remember... Wow. remember? Doesn't I want, do things by half, colour, does want you to, me.
0: I want you to think back now, right? Yeah. To a week last Saturday when I sent you, I didn't tell you what I was doing, and I just sent you the picture of me and Lomachenko. Right? Do you remember? Do you remember how that yeah, made yeah. you feel? Yeah. And then I want you to remember how it made you feel when I said, "Mate, I've got you the opportunity for that as well." All right. That's all I want you to remember. Yeah. So if you're thinking of fucking sending me a picture this week with you and Connor, <laughs> the caveat better be: just remember there has to be a backup. <laughs> Otherwise, we're done. <laughs> Uh, for those that don't know, phone call came in for Nick. He's going to be out and about in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, from tomorrow, Wednesday, you'll see loads of content going up and about. Some of it on Fight Disciples. Majority of it for everybody that he's sucking off in the media. Game, <laughs> uh, those at BT Sports. So him and his boyfriend are out there doing little bits and bats Yeah. Uh, for the biggest fight in mixed martial arts history. Right, Listen, you've grafted. You've earned it. You used to be the editor of uh, Fighters Only magazine, mate. And this is a, a lifetime's worth of work. To get yeah, yourself to, into this particular position, it's a fantastic been, opportunity. I've
1: been to a couple of Conor fights early on, but I haven't been to any lately because of the transition in my own professional life. So it'd be nice to get out of Vegas again to um, reunite and just and just a couple Conor.
0: It's been five years since I last <laughs> saw you. <laughs> Fuck off! The old love going. Oh, how how know. have you been, Conor? <laughs> haven't seen you since Sweden, mate. <laughs> Fuck
1: off! That will that will pretty you much you will plowed. do it. That
0: will pretty much. Connor, last time I saw you, with me and you were hanging out in Sweden,
1: <laughs> which is true, isn't it? Was the last yeah. time you saw him in Sweden? Potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. LA. We did a photo shoot with him in LA? Oh, it is. Last
0: time you and <laughs> you, Connor, we were having a little bit of
1: tackles. But proper twelve, we'll be on the proper twelve this weekend, I'm sure. But I'm looking forward to getting out there. I'm looking forward to seeing a, a Connor fight week up close and personal because, as I say, I've not covered him in the last couple of world title fights that he's been involved in, um, and. Uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. There's Connor's world, what he, the, the, the bubble that he creates around himself is so much bigger mm. than anything else in, in in all of fight sports. But so he, but I'm interested had, to get to Vegas to get a taste of what that's actually like. Yeah, but he's had big nights before,
0: of course. But it's not as big as this. This is massive. Two years out against it all, this.
1: massive though, aren't they? Yeah, Everyone
0: but, gets bigger than the other. Yeah, it's, not, it's not as big as Mayweather. So, yeah, well, hang on a minute. This is two years out of the octagon against the most dangerous mixed martial artist on the planet. This is massive. This is, is massive. The, this is the biggest fight week that the that the world of mixed martial arts has ever seen.
1: It is, yeah, because you know we're expecting the biggest pay-per-view numbers that we've ever seen. Um, so that's why it's so huge. But this is what Conor's made for. He's made for these nights. This is where he comes alive. This is where he does his best work. Mm. Let's not talk about boxing, which was one-fifth of his skill set. This is MMA. This is, this is what he was put on this planet to do, to be the biggest star in mixed martial arts. And this weekend, this week, he gets to do that. And he gets to do it against... The type of opponent that should get us all excited. Guy's fucking undefeated. Crazy, ragdolling, Russian fucking gangster that used to roll with Grizzly Bears when he was a kid. That sums this guy up. But the great thing is, the big hole in Khabib's game is his stand-up. His boxing, shit. His footwork's terrible. Whereas the other side of the octagon, we've got Conor McGregor, who's got some of the best boxing and some of the best footwork in all of MMA. If he gets him on the ground, obviously, then you swing back towards Khabib. As long as it's standing up, you've got a fancy Connor. It's got the ingredients of being an absolute fucking belter. But I keep coming back to the fact that Conor McGregor is back in the UFC at this moment against this opponent for this title because he wants to be. For that reason, you can't look past Conor McGregor, winning in sensational fashion.
0: We have seen one press conference. We didn't have fans in. I've just seen your itinerary. Thursday the fans are going to be in of course are. the arena for the, the press final up. press conference. And I'll tell you something, Khabib's face will be a lot different than it was two weeks ago.
1: Yep. Because this
0: is the platform Conor McGregor needs for psychological warfare.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's going to be insane, and I'm going to be behind the curtain as well. I'm not even going to be out front. I'm going to be doing some stuff behind the curtain. So I'll uh, I'll try and keep my phone on slyly and do any some little bit of bit of backstage footage 100%. as well and see what else is going on because Conor, you know, he puts on a show, but he doesn't switch that shit off necessarily. This it's not just for our it's not just for our benefit as fans that Conor acts the way he is. It's it's the intimidation factor as well, and he's not just going to switch that off when he gets behind the curtain. We could be the whole New York thing. That I think New York gave us an insight on what's to come this week. This week we've gone we're going to get crazy, high octane, round the bend. Fuck me, is he on drugs? Conor McGregor, he's going to be absolutely off the chain you think he's gonna got a week to get inside Khabib's head and to rattle his cage. Do you think it's Cassius Clay, uh, Sonny Liston type? In player. regards, yeah, yeah, you know, and by that I mean Cassius Clay acted like a lunatic. His blood pressure was off the charts. He was, he wanted. Sonny listened to think he was crazy to unnerve him to go this guy's a fucking lunatic and I think an element of that is with Khabib it's like he wants Khabib to second guess himself and go shit this this guy's fucking round the bend is he on drugs is he this he, want, he wants Khabib to go into the octagon thinking I need to get rid of this guy quick because he's just, he's just bonkers I don't know what he's going to do and that's exactly what Jose Aldo did Jose Aldo but, raced in but come fight night He's the coolest man in the room. Exactly. That's what Conor does. He, makes, he unnerves you to the point where you think, shit, let me get my hands on him quick and prove a big point because I don't want to be hanging around in here for 25 minutes with this guy. He's a lunatic. I'm going to get my hands on him. I'm going to rag doll him. I'm going to get it finished as quickly as he possibly can. That's what Conor wants. He needs you to make a mistake. He needs you to try and, try and shoot on him. He needs you to, to come at him aggressively because if you fight a Conor, McGreg- aggressor, Conor McGregor aggressively, you're getting bingoed. If Khabib goes in there, he's cool as a cucumber, he's, he's, he's patient, he's waiting for Connor, he doesn't try and box Connor, he tries to wait Connor to overcommit, then that's, that's Khabib's world. And the way Connor stops that from happening is get inside his head this week, get him raging when he walks to the octagon. Khabib's got to be raging. But what Khabib doesn't appreciate yet, and what no one in Khabib's corner can prepare him for, is Conor Fight Week is not like anything else. More media, more fans, more pressure, more TV, more interviews, more everything. Turn everything up times fucking 50. That's Connor Fight Week. Poirier completely destroyed him. Aldo destroyed him. Max Holloway destroyed him psychologically. Yet these guys, most of these guys now, have bounced back and are in the best form of their lives because they've been to the fucking big top. They've been to the circus. They've experienced it and gone, okay, yeah. Anything I do after this, I'm going to be able to handle because I have fought Conor McGregor with all the pressure that comes with that. I've been to the biggest show that is, so now I can enjoy the rest of my career, and most of those guys are in the form of their lives because of it. Khabib's going to sample that on Saturday night. He's going to sample that this week, what it feels like to be in Conor McGregor's world. And tell you what, the sky ain't blue, the grass ain't green. It's whatever fucking Conor says it is. It's going to be mental. Uh... <laughs>
0: Not gonna be
1: there. <laughs> You'll be there and spit it like Yeah, it's fuck off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just I'm just so happy he's back because we've rabbited on about the UFC for such a long period of time. And I know that there'll be people that listen to our show that weren't mixed martial artists fans when they maybe started listening to The Fight Disciple. And, and to be fair, our listenership numbers per episode kind of adhere to that. Yeah, yeah. When we launched. Our boxing show was massive. Yeah. Sorry to blow her on trumpet, it was, right? But our boxing show was massive. But our UFC show wasn't.
1: Yeah. It's... Which is weird, because people are subscribing to the same feed. Yeah. But people just generally weren't listen, listening to our yeah. MMA
0: show as much as the boxing and show. And weren't going to it. But now, it's more than 50-50. And whenever it's Conor time, it always it's... outperforms. Whenever Conor is on, I mean, I'm pretty confident that the UFC show this week will have more listens than the boxing show, which is weird. Yeah. Um, so therefore, a lot of people have come across... From our boxing show to the UFC show, kind of on our say-so, and we thank you for doing that and giving it a chance. But over the last year, 18 months, I mean, we had a wonderful year when Connor became champ-champ, and he was going crazy. And then it's it's just not been there. No, There hasn't been that superstar. There hasn't been that thing for us to go crazy and get giddy about. I'm just happy that the dude's back. He's back, and he's ready to play. And he's ready to play and roll the dice in a real game of Russian roulette, mate. This is proper, is it? It's a real game of Russian roulette. Yeah, This could all end up sour as fuck on Sunday morning. I've just got a feeling it won't, though. I've just got a feeling that this little mad Irish dude is going to do it again. And he'll do it early, and he'll do it emphatically. Yeah. And the post-fight microphone shit, if your microphone is not in his face, literally a second as he steps off that octagon apron, that's it, we're done. We're out. (laughs) We're out. We're finished because he is going to be gold, man.
1: I'll be backstage. I won't even be looking to do the Conor interview. I'll be backstage looking to do Connor's mum hugging Khabib because that's that's my speciality. Yeah, is getting mums hugging the uh, hugging the guy that lost. But I, I, obviously, I'm excited to get out there. Right now, uh, so from day one, I've said Connor, Connor in sensational fashion. Connor by knockouts. Khabib's made from all that stuff. But this week's going to tell us a lot about. Where, Khabib's, Where at. Khabib's at. Can he handle this week? That's, that's it for me. If he can get to that octagon on Saturday night and be cool, calm and collected, then Conor could be in for the fucking absolutely tough night. Of course he could. Khabib's undefeated, man. Mm. But this week is going to be tough for him psychologically. They've got to have some team around him to stick, to get in his head. And the problem is... He's got people like Ali, Abdu- Ab- Ali Aziz in his corner, who's vocal, who can't resist getting involved himself. Now, he thinks by him having a, an argument with Conor McGregor, he takes the pressure or the, the flack away from Khabib. But I think that just throws water on the fire, you know, it throws petrol on the fire, sorry. It just makes it worse. It just fucking inflames things even more. And the best thing Ali can do this week is stay the fuck away from all the press engagements just let Khabib be Khabib let him be the Russian stoic quiet mysterious character because the more you get upset the more you get involved the more connotations turns on you the more Khabib feels like he has to defend you I think it's a bad situation for him to be in he needs to stay the fuck away just Khabib and his little Russian entourage his dad and his brother and all that kind of stuff they should just sit there and let shit get lost in translation even if they say listen we don't need press conferences we're going to give you the earpiece so someone can tell you what Connor's saying. Mate, he needs to just take that earpiece out and throw it the fuck away mm. and just focus on himself. But can he do that? Because this is the Conor McGregor business.
0: I can't wait just for Foggy Dew, mate. I can't wait for it. Just to hear the dulcet tones of a bit of Foggy Dew into Notorious. I'll tell you what would be wicked from the UFC point of view. If they really want to be the ultimate trolls in the mixed martial arts game, right, just before, obviously, get... Um, Joe Rogan and the team absolutely ramping this up. It's the main event. We're going crazy for it. It's Conor McGregor. It's Khabib. Let's go crazy for it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the ring walks. Just a little pause just before Conor's ring walk's about to start and then hit him with this.
1: I'm the Pig. Pig This is my little
0: brother. That's what they need to do That would be funny this as fuck The ultimate trolling That would be funny daddy. as fuck <laughs> And then off the back of it going Only fucking about <laughs> Here we go
1: <laughs> That would be sensational yeah. Oh my goodness
0: uh, Let's not forget there are other fighters on this card At the weekend One of which being Tony Ferguson Dead excited to see him in with the Showtime himself, Anthony Pettis, who listens to this show, follows this show, a uh, big fan of uh, Showtime Pettis, but we're also big fans Tony of uh, El Cocucci as well. Um, Tony Ferguson back after illness, after injury, and all sorts of stuff. And this is a wonderful opportunity for him to say, Oi, I'm the best lightweight on the planet and play my world boys and girls
1: yeah absolutely and i think uh you know anthony pettis is kind of the perfect opponent for him. but then pettis has just come off a huge win over michael Chiesa, which put him his name right back in the mix and anthony pettis after that Chiesa win he's like i'm just gone back to being me i just want to be showtime again i can't be arsed trying to be this or evolve me game or change me change the way i do this i'm just being anthony pettis again and if he's if that's true if he's back to just being anthony pettis he could win this fight especially because Tony Ferguson just can't seem to catch a break when it comes to to breaking through and yes he's on this incredible run and yes I'm a huge fan of Tony Ferguson on his day you're right he could well be the best lightweight on the planet it's all about timing and Pettis right now has got his tail up and if Pettis can do a number on him you know what potentially lies ahead it's a fucking red panty party that's it man do you know what I mean and every fighter in the lightweight division and above has got to think that right now you know one or two wins Conor's back now the money is back The million dollar paychecks are back. The red panty party is back. If you can fucking put a big win together, or in this case, probably just one win, then who knows what could happen?
0: Mm. Um, A couple of other fights that I've picked out. Um, Michelle Watson mainly because I'm in love with her against Hottie. Uh, against uh Felice Herrick. Yeah. More. She likes to
1: get him out as well. There you go.
0: It's a great fight. Number 8. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 8, number 9 in the strawweight division. Yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to that, but I'm I'm more so looking forward to seeing Volkov back in action against the big black beast himself in Derek Lewis. Volkov, I think he's the bollocks. I think he's legit.
1: Imagine if he knocked
0: out Derek Lewis.
1: Yeah. He's just knocked out Struve, knocked out Vadoom. That's what I mean. Just so, imagine
0: if he knocked out Derek Lewis. He's right Lewis, in the though.
1: mix. Yeah, he's right in the mix, of course. If he does, but obviously Derek Lewis, that's that's his game, isn't it? If anyone can he's got a decent chin and he can knock people out and after that, you know, obviously he probably avoided a bit of flack with the Nganu performance, even though it was shit. But he probably avoided it because it was mostly directed towards Ngannou. He didn't want to engage. But this puts Derek Lewis right in a position to to contest the potential heavyweight title fight next spring as well. Once uh, once DC and, and Brock Lesnar sort themselves out, or whatever may happen there, you know, in terms of DC giving up the belt or whatever, whichever desi- way he decides to go. So, massive opportunity for both these guys. You're right, but it's a uh, it's a good card, man. a very good
0: car the thing is right I was looking at it yesterday and I couldn't get excited about it because I know what the main event is yeah I know you're gonna you're going you're gonna sit, sit there. there all night on. Let's just go fight this. Let's yeah, right. go fight this. It's all right. But fucking get on with it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm ready for the, work, the man. The adrenaline's just running. Yeah, yeah. I was really looking forward to seeing Sean O'Malley fight in the uh, in the final in the headline of the prelim card, the Fox Sport prelims. But he's uh, he come out yesterday and said that he's failed a uh, failed a U.S.A. drug test. And U.S.A. have now changed their rules. With it. we only learned this, this in the last seven days as well. They've changed the rules with the UFC. They're no longer announcing when fighters fail tests. They dealing with it in-house and then we will find out if there's punishment because of all the shit that's been going on. Mm. So they've said, listen, from now on, if someone fails, we'll contact them directly, we'll investigate, we'll go through the whole procedure, and we'll, when the outcome comes, we'll go, right, okay, this is what's happened six months ago, blah, 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 and this, what's happened is Sean O'Malley's been flagged for something, but Sean O'Malley took it upon himself on his social media yesterday to go, listen, for all the fans, I'm off the card, the reason is, I've been flagged by USADA, I've got to sort this shit out, but I'm going to sort it out and I'll be back soon, so, kind of cool of him to come out and... Because I don't know how the UFC would have dealt with it, they might yeah. have just gone, "Oh, he's off the card" or whatever it may be. But a bit gutted about that because he's a fucking absolute little superstar. But it is what it is. It's not like the cards. Anything less without him, I suppose.
0: Are they? Um, are they putting you and your boyfriend up in uh, flash gaff? Are they? Are they looking
1: after you? Uh, I'm staying. Dan's staying somewhere else. Dan's obviously lived in Vegas for a while, so I don't know whether he's staying with friends or he has his oh, favourite yeah. hotel oh, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. may yeah, be. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm yeah, staying yeah. at the uh, Excalibur. Oh yeah. Facing the MGM. Yeah. Walk just a walk away from just the mobile.
0: Just a little trot away. That's all right, isn't it? Get lots after, aren't you, son? Looking
1: forward to it. Are you uh, turning left on fun. the plane? Oh I. Fucking <laughs> hell. I'll get dragged back to the uh, cowl class, but I'm certainly <laughs> gonna try.
0: Listen, I get to go to Belfast on Chicken Chasing on <laughs> Bloody Ryanair. <laughs> Propeller up and down on bloody uh, Irish Sea Man. That's what I get to Listen,
1: do. Listen, I'm just I'm just happy, unlike Dallas where I was connecting flights for about a week. Uh Directs
0: as well. I've, I've got Jesus a Jesus Christ! And I bet you're right. Next week's show, hundred percent. I bet you it's done in my house because he's phoned me from the airport to come pick and me up. pick him up. Absolutely. That Just so happen. he can show me all these videos and pictures. Hey, this is me and Connor. This is us. Oh, Connor gave me a bottle of proper twelve. Look at this. Yeah, he's up my ass.
1: Connor. <laughs> I'm, uh it's it's gonna be a interesting week, it's an explosive weekend. And you know what? How big a star does Conor McGregor become again? Like, how big does he... Wow. Coming back, beating the undefeated lightweight champion, if he does that on Saturday night, he, not only Conor, but also the sport of UFC, MMA, goes to a whole new level, doesn't it? Doesn't it?
0: thank you very much for listening to us this week it's been an absolute pleasure you can subscribe to us uh, via iTunes Fight Disciples you can get all your uh, Android feeds on our website fightdisciples.com at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to keep up with Nick whilst he's out in Vegas keeping up to date with the King and you can get all stuff on YouTube as well hopefully there'll be some videos coming back from Vegas as well not too much of a good time please alright just a little bit of a good time uh, we will catch you next time
1: take Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.